Well, welcome back to Kids These Days. I am Tara Reynolds. I'm Rachel Poiskey. Yep. Hey, how are you doing, Rachel? I'm good. How are you? We have a friend with us today. We do. We have an expert. Yeah, our music expert. We have Expert. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, our relationships pastor here at MDPC, Brett Hurst, with us. Yay. How are you doing, Brett? I am doing great. Yes. I'm so glad to be with my buds. Yeah, and, Bre- and Brett's also a podcast expert. He is. Oh, yeah. Because him and his wife, Kelly, have a Marriage to the Max, their podcast, yes. which you should listen to. It's awesome. It's also awesome. You've got to go on iTunes, Marriage to the Max. Trust me, they, they are way more expert yeah. than we are. We're a little intimidated, actually, right now, sitting I, here yeah. in his presence. We are, Please. <laughs> we are in front of the podcast guru. The podcast guru. Oh, we yeah. actually <laughs> talked to Brett. I've written six or seven books on podcasting. That's a, that's a total lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you a lot of you might know Brett as the relationships expert and his wife Kelly, they're kind of the relationships gurus. But Brett and Kelly also are music people. They love music. I grew up with I actually grew up with your kiddos. You sure did. We went to the same school. She's dating you now. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so I uh, I grew up knowing uh Brett in that context, which is kind of fun. Not not as coworker, but as Cool dad. Second dad, yeah, kind the, of. He was the cool dad, He was the right? cool dad. Yeah, they're the cool, they're the cool parents. It was fun to go I mean, to the Hearst yeah. house. It was a really fun I really still fun have time. video I could bust out. I know, and, that's and what's scary. Is hurt you with it. Thank God it's a podcast. Yeah, well, it's a, yeah, exactly. But uh, we would make music videos, and it was fun. So was his kids blast. and me would make we, we need to have him back for another visit to say, how do we be the cool parents? Yes, that's that's a good one. We'll yeah. write it down. I'm writing it down right writing now. writing it down. Okay. So, Brett, uh, you are what? Tell us about your love of music, really quick. What's your favorite band? What was your favorite band growing up? Let's oh start my gosh. there. That'll well, be fun. I have many, but the gold standard is the Beatles for sure. I, I probably I mean, guess that. Everything is derivative from the Beatles. <laughs> from the Beatles. Yeah, they are timeless. We we love the Beatles here. Yeah, that's my earliest memory. I don't remember them playing that initial time on Ed Sullivan, but I do remember after they did the Shea Stadium concert hmm. in 65, and I think they played the footage on Ed Sullivan like a week later. I do remember that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Rachel, about hmm. you, who's your favorite band growing up? Okay, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and I may, you probably, well, I know you hadn't heard of them, and Brett probably had, but it's kind of funny because in high school, I was more like the nerd. I was into everything. If you've ever seen that movie Rushmore where he was like president of every club, that was me. (laughs) I was like, you know, captain of the cheerleading squad, president of the drama club. You were a nerd and a cheerleader. I was like a nerdy cheerleader. cheerleader. (laughs) Overachiever. But my Uh. music taste was very different. Okay. So I was into... People my age will know what I when I say alternative. I was into alternative uh-huh. music. And so I really only had my music taste, they were in common. It was in common with like the goths in our school. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love the smithereens. And so Wait, what? The, the smithereens. <laughs> Have you heard of the smithereens? Yes, yeah. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> and so it's so funny because like that's who I would connect with on music. So, like, in PE, I remember, like, we'd be sitting there talking about the smithereens and stuff, and it's, like, so far out of my normal 
group, but it was kind of cool because, like, I had to, I made friends with them, you know. Broadened your social circle. And they were kind of looking at me like, you're so weird. But <laughs> and I'd, meet, I'd see them at concerts and stuff like that, Indigo Girls, you know. Anyway, all the alternative stuff. So it was just kind of funny. Oh, that, that's fun. Yeah. There you go. Well, so I, I that is it. very different than— <laughs> What I listened to when I was growing up. <laughs> what did you listen to? Well, I my so my parents are pastors out in my hometown, and they uh, and I'm grateful for this to this day. Like it was it was a really good thing, and we can maybe talk about this a little bit and as we go through the podcast. But I grew up like all I listened to was KSBJ. Like that was it. I only listened to contemporary Christian music, and it's Amy funny. Amy Grant, Stephen Curtis, Chapman, yeah, saddle up your horses. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> Amy Grant, the Great Adventure, my jam. I love Stephen Curtis. I still love Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, yeah. He's that, so good. He's that guy timeless. is still making music, and he's great. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I listen. To I love Stephen him. Curtis too. In he has the midst a, his of smithereens. You know, his sons have a really cool band. <laughs> really? Yeah. Stephen Curtis Chapman's sons. It's they're pretty. It's I pretty feel cool old band. now. That yeah. he has. They're cool. Okay. So if you're looking for some cool music, Colony House is their band name. Anyways, but I that's all I listen to. And so it's funny, though, because when I went to college, you know, I started making new friends and having new circles. So I started listening to all kinds of different music. But it's funny because I never did when I was a kid. So I went through, like, all the phases of music in like one year of college. So it's like, oh, I'm in my angsty teen phase. So I was listening to like punk rock. And you can tell in pictures because it's like, oh, yep, there's my Avril Lavigne face. I can tell like by the way I'm dressing and how I do my makeup. And then it's like, oh, next week I'm in tie dye. So like clearly I was going back to the 70s and like listen to the oldies. And, well, you like, had to move fast. Yeah, yeah I was moving quick. And so it's funny because you can like look at pictures and be like, oh, yep, that's what kind of music Tara was, was listening like, to It was like, do you remember time. that? that YouTube video about like a hundred years of dance or something. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Right. The, the, the evolution of dance. dance. Yes. Yeah. It was like it's your like evolution of music. That's exactly right. It was like probably exactly like that. I need to see pictures. So yeah. And then I finally landed and I have a love for all music now. Well, most, all, most music. Yeah. I don't know about alternative. <laughs> <laughs> I am making you listen to some Okay. We yeah, can listen I, to some I can see that later. in your future. Anyways. Well, moving on. Uh, let's hit, let's hit our word for the word week. Word for the week. Real quick. That'll be a good one. And this is for all you parents out there. I didn't know what this was either until recently. So this will be a new it? one for all of us. The word for the week, it goes along with our music theme, is EDM. EDM. Mm -hmm. EDM. It's a genre of music. Uh, no idea. I've it been. stands for electronic dance music. That's like what's kind of popular right now. It's really becoming a defining genre of music for our, like, for the, like, 2010s. Kind is it of. like... What does it sound like? Electronic so, okay. keyboard? I well, don't even know. If you, really, truthfully, if you turn on your radio to like 104.1 or 96.5, like the kind of the main secular stations today, You're you'll probably hear some yeah. EDM. You'll yeah. probably hear some. So like uh, some artists that, and they're going to be at the rodeo actually, the Chainsmokers, which is kind of a like weird name. It sounds like, ugh. So there's going to be an EDM band at the rodeo. Yes. And, of course. Right. And, and it's, it's weird so the Chainsmokers would be an example of an EDM Yes, but band. the thing about the Chainsmokers is it's just two guys and they're DJs. So they create sounds and they mix sounds and create tracks and they bring in like guest singers. And so it's never, like you listen to a Chainsmokers song and be like, this song, this is not the same singer as a different one. It's fluid. Yes. Yeah. And so that's like what's really you popular know, right now. And like Calvin Harris is another one and- I just, got this image, I just got this image of, do you remember 
there was an episode of uh, Ross on Friends, and he made like this electronic music. <laughs> yes, with his with his keyboard. Yes, and because he was jealous of Phoebe playing. Yeah, and he was like, but it, no, it's not like that. It's like <laughs> it, that was weird. That's like a. I don't even know I what kind know. of music that's that would be. It's like, that's like sound effects almost. Okay, sorry. But, but, it's, but you're on the right track. It's okay. like kind of making sounds and creating I'm gonna things. I'm going to go and, download some chain smokers. Yeah, it's, so, it it, but it's electronic dance music. Cause, and that's what it is. It's like a lot of, it's like dancey. You want to dance to it. So All anyways. Right, but know. yeah, so that's our word for the week. Yeah, little, it's over my head. Yeah, well. <laughs> Me too. I just, I just like to dance. That's all I know. So, okay. So, Brett. Yes. We're glad you're here today. And me too. Yeah. So, Thanks. tell us about music and your family and just like how it's influenced and the benefits of it. Just go with it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely been the big continuity in our family. No, no doubt about it. I, my kids are grown, they're both in their, 20s. Uh, Sarah, as you know, is a worship leader at a church in Austin, Austin Christian Fellowship. Caleb's out in LA. He's in a band <laughs> that uh, is gigging tomorrow night, as a matter of fact. So, uh, that's cool. yeah, it's a, that's a, like a pop, al- pop alternative band. <laughs> Alternative pop band, Alternative something like pop, that. Something like that. <laughs> I wonder but, if they uh, play this with the rain. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. But you know, we we were one of those family. Um, so when we were first pregnant with Sarah, our, our oldest, I mean, I I think we did the whole playing Bach and Beethoven and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. but Beatles too, because yeah, you know, I mean, it was a gold standard. So <laughs> you course. had to have that in there. So I mean, it was it was intrinsic in their development from the get go. But also when they were little kids, so I mean, I'm a pastor too, but we didn't. Uh, yeah, we, we, we and didn't I'm not necessarily. That's necessarily the right thing. Yeah, but, yeah. No, no. It's it's all it's all fair game. We yeah. listen to a lot of Christian music actually, and a mm-hmm. lot of worship music and stuff. But um, uh, when they were little, you know, I mean, we didn't play Barney the Dinosaur. We didn't play Disney's Greatest Hits and all that kind of stuff. It was. Classic rock and roll, you know, <laughs> and uh, a lot of carpooling and a lot of so uh, so. Sarah, for instance, knew every word of "Mama Told Me Not to Come" by Three Dog Night when she was two years old, but <laughs> but she didn't know anything by Barney the Dinosaur or the uh, what was it, the Wiggles or whatever. Wiggles. Oh gosh, uh, I, don't even, I, don't, the yeah. I can't talk so, about them. So we didn't do any of that that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then I I can remember driving in the truck when they were kids, and I'm you know kind of a touchy-feely dad, and, you know, so I'd have one of the kids sitting right by me, and, you know, I'd be beating time on their leg because I'm a drummer, you know, yeah. and so I was just like, just kind of beating that mm-hmm. time clock into them, you know, so when they got older and they started playing instruments and stuff, they they, they really had... They had that. A, yeah, an, in, an innate sense of rhythm in there that was just kind of <laughs> literally beat into them, <laughs> so that was uh, kind of fun, but yeah, I think, you know, I mean... P- Parents will say, you know, how big a deal is music for their kids and all that. I think it's huge. Mm-hmm. I think children that um, that's, that whether they study music or they're just around music all the time, I think they have larger vocabularies. I think it translates, and they say, into all kinds of things like advanced reading skills, uh, uh, brain development, improved memory. Uh, I know me personally, I have the world's worst memory, but if it's music-related you know, yeah. whether it's information or it's musical stuff or kind of a neat thing. <laughs> y'all, y'all know my wife's, uh, you know, really talented singer, and um, sometimes I'll miss hearing her sing, so I'll do this little trick where I'll walk into the uh, bathroom while she's getting herself ready or something, and I'll sing 
the hook of a, of a real popular song, and I'll just like sing the first half of the chorus and just let it hang out there. She cannot not let it. No. She, she can't let it hang it. out there. She's <laughs> got to finish it. You know what I mean? The kids are the same way too. So there's a lot of. Uh, dirty tricks to pull That's them all, back yeah. In. Well, it's funny that you say that because, like, I still know all of the capitals in the states because it was put to music. Oh yeah. When I was like in fourth grade, I still could sing all the yeah. capitals because of that. Or well, books of the Bible. Or I the books of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. All that well, stuff. my babysitter listened to country music, mm-hmm. and she had it like on all day. You know, so from the time I was like two to five. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious because we'll turn on a country station and my husband just like, it's like, what is going on? Because no matter what song comes on classic country, I I automatically know all the words. And like, I've, and he's like, I haven't you listened to like country. country. No. Well, and if it's he's classic just like, country, that's cool. That's yeah, that's true. And he's just like, what in the heck? And I'm like, I, I guess it just, it was deep it's in just, there yeah, because deep. I listened to it for three years straight. Oh, you that's know? awesome. If yeah. it was today's country, that would make me Go to the smithereens, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that that's a good point, though. So clearly music has this ability to embed itself in your your subconscious. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say is a good way to help parents give kids like a good, well-rounded, you know, musical education, but at the same time talk to them about? Because there's some music out there that's not the best. So what are your your thoughts on music? Yeah, that well, music and boundaries. I think kind just of. even before getting into what's coming on the airwaves or uh, internet or whatever mm-hmm. else, just just music in general. I think there's just so many benefits from it as parents. You know, when I was a kid, most kids took piano lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just kind of in the culture. Whether you were naturally inclined or not, you took a year probably. You know, and I think there's a lot of benefits even for people that that's not necessarily their strongest suit is that they're not going to become a musician one day or something like that. But, you know, music's mathematical. You learn all kinds of things that I think produce cognitive benefits from from even... Personally, I hated piano lessons because... <laughs> I did too. I, I had a teacher that, you know, there was this guy that was a couple of grades ahead of me named John Curtis. And for some reason, she said I was going to be the next John Curtis. <laughs> I don't want to be the next John Curtis. I want to play like Elton John. But, you know, she was making me play all this other stuff, and I was like, "You don't understand." She didn't know who Elton John was. So, uh, anyway, uh, but I think just the skill of learning to read music. You know, they say that um, that learning a musical language they they say has similar cognitive benefits to you know being bilingual or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another vocabulary that you have. So, yeah, I think it can be beneficial in that way. They even say that you know children with with learning disabilities and Rachel you could comment on that you know or or even dyslexia uh, my my kid brother had dyslexia mm. but I, I know piano lessons helped him in particular <laughs> with some of the interesting things that, is that really he was struggling with yeah. you know there's there's you know there's some mysterious stuff right. in the ether of music For you know sure. that that uh, connects the brain in ways that aren't as typical as yeah. some of the other well, disciplines well and i think just um from an emotional standpoint, yep. you know, music can be so powerful, powerful and soothing, and less in anxiety and mm-hmm. nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's like it has a great ability to yeah do bring you back to good times. I agree. Yeah. Well, maybe this is a little off topic, Brett. But <laughs> asking me, you know, I think sometimes as now that I'm have a teenager, how do I set like here's said like good limits about good music mm-hmm. or not? And what I really feel 
that I'm learning is just to stay connected yeah. to the music mm-hmm. he's listening to mm-hmm. and dialogue about mm-hmm. it. And I think sometimes as parents, we're like, turn that off. That's driving me crazy, you know. But I usually am like, turn it up. Let's listen to what, what <laughs> Let's you're talk listening. About it. Let's talk about it. So yeah. I guess, can you tell us a little bit, like, how do you navigate the teenage years with music? Yeah. So I think early on, because, I mean, our kids were getting into music very early. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very early. So music was always in the conversations. And we listen to a lot of Christian music. For believers, I think the the main thing is that your family is centered around, you know, being focused on God. And so worship is going to be part of that. Contemporary Christian music, do they still even use that phrase anymore? <laughs> As, you know, can be, uh, there was a band called PFR that, that was big in the 90s that was our family's favorite Christian band. You know, and they were very Beatles-esque. So that gotcha. probably had something to do with it. So that was kind of the core. That was kind of like home base. But then out, then we just branched out into, you know, again, when I say classic stuff, it wasn't just like classic rock and roll, Eagles, Zeppelin, that kind of stuff. It was also soul, funk, country, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just jazz, uh, mm-hmm. just a lot of exposure to a lot of things. And then when they started bringing home stuff from their peers, which was more what was on the radio, which right. I didn't care for, <laughs> more from an artistic point of view rather than... Right. Even the if they were dropping bombs or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, and my kids used to make fun of me, you know, there were some songs I would make tapes or discs or whatever and bleep out F-bombs or whatever, you know. (laughs) So they would always go, but that was when they were younger, you know, but then it became a running joke, like, I wonder what that word was, you know, and so forth. But, But yeah, for my wife and I, it was very important for us to be engaged in critical thinking conversations, mm-hmm. whether we're talking about music, movies, mm-hmm. yeah. the Anything arts. with the culture. Yeah, because yeah. it's a grand opportunity to talk about things that matter yeah. and put it in context of a biblical worldview and so forth. So rather than uh, avoid it, to, to kind of charge into it head on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah, I know we, we like to do dance parties at our house because we're not music. Well, <laughs> my husband's musically inclined. I'm not. I'm tone deaf. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that it turns out to be great conversations, you know, especially if they pick a song and we're like, mm, that one's just not appropriate. We're mm-hmm. not going to do that one, you know, and it starts to give them some filters, I think, at for least sure. I found for us. So. Well, and I mean, clearly, like, I grew up without any kind of different music. I only had really one type of music that I, and maybe some classic country because that's what my mom grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and again, I'll say I don't necessarily regret that at all. But one thing I think my family. Oh, you're normal. I'm normal. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. I, I, I got there finally. <laughs> but I think one thing that really stuck out to me with what you just said, Brett, is, and maybe for those families out there, they're like, well, this doesn't really apply to me. You know, it sounds like Sounds like Brett and Kelly really love music, and that was something that they got to share with their kids. But I think it applies with anything that you that you love and that's mm-hmm. meaningful to you. Share that with your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about it. Let it be something your family does together. Because, and I'm get, I think that's what I'm getting from you. Because it can really just be so bonding it's for your family, huge. and it's still bonding for y'all. Like I know that that's a huge thing for you guys. Exactly, it's been a huge connecting point, and I mean it connects us still. While we're geographically separated, we're with Sarah in Austin and Caleb all the way on yeah. the West Coast and so forth. But even even prior to all that, when our kids were going through, and you know, it wasn't all that dramatic, but when they were going through their differentiating 
mm-hmm. times, particularly sophomore, junior year in high school or so forth, particularly with Caleb, the music thing was always, we could always just kind of pull Start it back. there. Yeah, or sports. You yeah. Know, I mean, there was a lot, yeah. that was that connection too. But all through the the best and the more struggling times of the adolescence, you know, we could always have the music thing to rally around. We were always going to shows together, always um, playing. So, I mean, I taught my kids how to play all their instruments, instruments. that they play, which was probably to their detriment. You know, they should have gotten a, <laughs> a, a real pro. But funny story about that. So Sarah is left-handed. Yeah. This happened in two domains. Uh, when I taught her how to bat for softball, for softball. I forgot she was left-handed. Oh, so you so taught her right-handed. I taught her right-handed. She couldn't buy a hit, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot you're But she plays right handed, doesn't she? Well, so same thing with the yeah. guitar and, and with everything else. You know, I I, I forgot again. I mean, what a, <laughs> talk about a clued in dad here. So I taught her to play acoustic guitar right handed. She she thanks me for that because she can always pick up a guitar any guitar. Any guitar, say, yeah. Where Paul it. McCartney who plays left handed. Yeah. Does he play upside down or does he play left handed guitar? Act- well, since we're talking about Paul McCartney, I was going to say <laughs> he, he actually did know how to play a guitar upside down, a right-handed guitar upside down, but it was very inconvenient. He wasn't all that great at yeah. it as, as much. So yeah, he plays left-handed, so he's got to have left-handed, left-handed guitars guitar. or at least a right-handed guitar strung upside down. But, yep. But with Sarah, without a guitar, so many hands are guitar. It's great that it's right-handed, even yep. though she's left. And she thinks she's a better player herself. Because uh, she had to learn, to, like, to be ambidextrous. You exactly. Know? Yeah, and I've piano that helped her with that too, too. Though I've heard parents doing that when their kids are yeah. young, like switching yeah. the crayon over because mm-hmm. they can, and it really it can help. And anyways, we're getting off topic, I mean, but yeah. that's it's well. Cool. You know what I what I'm hearing is because I think music can be contentious in the family. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. instead. You know, you used it to bond with your kids and went toward them. And I think that can apply to anything, to, yep. to clothes, to friends. Mm-hmm. You know, get get in there and know them and, you Use know, it as a bridge. Use it as a bridge mm-hmm. rather as rather than as a divide. I think that's, that's pretty great. That's something I'm taking away from this for yeah. sure. Music just has such a power to be connecting and has such it connects to memories it connects to all kinds of things and I remember so vividly I was really into this like boy band that was like (laughs) big for the it was like they were big for a year maybe when I was like 11 or 12 and my dad is could not hate boy bands more (laughs) and like I'm he I think I remember which band gospel music like that's his thing and he but he he took me to a concert when I was just 12, 13, I don't remember. But we, it was a huge, I remember that day so vividly. It was in the mm-hmm. woodlands at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion and he rented a, he rented a convertible so we could go Aww. together and we went to dinner and that was so special to me because he came down and met me where I was yeah. and what I was listening to and that was a really neat thing and I will, I will always remember that and so I think yeah. that's really powerful. Well, it's a language of connection like For you're sure. saying. I mean, we all know that the ultimate purpose of music, you know, was created to glorify God. And so mm-hmm. there's, it's all about that power to grow in intimacy between us and Absolutely. the creator of everything, including yeah. music. But man, it is a powerful bonding thing between friends, but certainly between parents and kids. And, you know, I, to your point, when parents are struggling through those differentiating years and through 
adolescent, you know, when when teenagers are on schedule to start pulling away from their parents to start becoming their uh, own person. Yeah, their own person. Yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff my kids like that I'm not as into as they are, you know, but listening to it, giving it a chance, at least investing time into it so you can have connecting dialogue about it. It's it's a it's like an engraved invitation of connection. Absolutely. You know? And I and I think when as parents and you know, sometimes you kind of forget where you were and you can get this critical about your kids and it's almost like you need to step back and think you know, how did I feel with my music and my parents and that connection? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because then it kind of gives you a little bit different empathy and ability to put yourself in their shoes, right? So I think that's important. Definitely. Yeah, funny story. My, so when I was in junior high, I had my drums in my room and, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be blasting to Bachman Turner Overdrive or whatever it was, some <laughs> big 70s band. And my dad would come in and go, you call that music? Good grief, you know, and I and I remember him walking out one time, going, "Man, I will never do that, you know. I will never uh, be like that." And but that was before rap music came out, so I didn't <laughs> didn't know there was going to be an art form that I, I wasn't going to necessarily connect to as much. Right. But I can also remember one time when my dad, because my dad grew up in West Texas. If it wasn't Hank Williams Sr., it wasn't music, you know? And he was a huge Bob Wills fan, Western Swing. And so I remember he brought home uh, an album. I think he bought it at the drugstore or something. It was Bob Wills, and uh, who's amazing. It, but, you know, he's, he's chewing on a stogie cigar. He's about as unrock and roll, cowboy hat, you know, it's about as unrock and roll as everything that was in my collection as a junior high kid. And and I, I remember playing it after he left the room, and, and I've, I was almost like pitying my dad like, Man, I just I want to get into this so bad because my dad gave it to me, but I just can't get into it. <laughs> now I have the entire Bob Wills catalog <laughs> and Sleep of the Wheel, who they kind of keep the Bob Wills tradition alive. They're like my one of my all time favorite bands. So That's awesome. It just takes time. It takes sometimes. time sometimes. Yeah, it's like sure. like fine wine. You just have to age into the music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it yet. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Brett, like. Anything, just last last thoughts, words to parents with music, just anything you'd want to leave with? Yeah, I, I guess it's like this, you know, I, I think playing in bands, you know this, Tara, is is very similar to the the advantages of playing sports, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and music is, you know, there's some sports where tennis or golf, it's kind of all up to you. It's a very individual experience, and that can be very sharpening. So if you're a... Uh, just a kid that's um, playing a solo instrument, you know, at a recital or you're uh, leading worship, just you and a guitar. I mean, that that has all kinds of leadership development advantages mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I think playing in bands was particularly significant oh, yeah. for the development of my kids. I know it was for you. For sure. You and my daughter yep. and my son a couple times were yeah. in, in worship bands together as – teenagers and man you guys were great y'all were f- really great players and but you know this that it when you're in a band mm-hmm. you know you learn so much stuff together i mean oh, first absolutely. of all everybody's you know you got to play as a unit kind of like an offensive line and on a football team yep. but you're all responsible for, for your, your int- own zone your own zone your own individual contributions yep. everybody's learning the nuance of of maybe playing a crescendo part, you know, where everybody's getting the dynamics, getting louder, getting softer, 
playing in rhythm, playing in time, yeah. getting the groove, playing for the sake of the song instead of uh, just, hey, look how many drum licks I can do, you know, yeah. how many bass pops Being true I can. to the song, but then still having Being your own creativity laced in there. And so there's so much. I, I would say I played sports and I played in bands. And I today, looking back as an adult, I, I learned more about communication and responsibility mm-hmm. probably from playing music and bands with friends and with and just with peers than sports sometimes just because it's there's a lot that of – communication and, and responsibility that goes into that. Yeah, sure. and, and you can you can fail in sports and let the team down, but in music, it's a lot more personal. It is personal. You know, I mean, maybe you're writing songs or maybe you're coming up with a guitar part and you have to kind of submit that to the band and the band go, eh, didn't like, I don't like yeah. yeah, or play it this way. And you have to be so self-defined that you can say, okay, well, that's cool. You know, I'll try yeah. this or we'll work it this way or whatever. But for sure. Does a lot for creativity, a lot for developmental stuff. It's really good. I have one more serious question for Brett. What is it? Tell me. (sighs) My daughter really wants to play the drums, and I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know if I can take the noise. (laughs) What do I do, Brett? (laughs) It's loud. <laughs> There's what, your answer. So I, now you all are making me feel guilty. No, well, to go out and buy some drums. So I started Caleb on the drums when he was three, maybe or something like that. Bought him a junior scaled down set, and we put it in our mom and dad's closet. Yeah. So that the sound could be buffered uh, a little bit by all the clothes in there, and he, you know. That was the way we made started. your own little sound booth. There you yeah. go. <laughs> little oh, drum cage. It's going to be painful. Yeah. Well, hey, if she becomes like this famous chick drummer, she'll. It started she, here. She can buy you a vacation <laughs> home. It's right here. You, started you got here. it here. Well, Brett, it's clear that you love music and you love talking about it. Do we it. have to stop? I, I know. <laughs> I could go two, three, four more hours just on. Maybe we'll do a couple more additions. To music it. part two. <laughs> but we're thank you so much for being here. I, know, I had a blast. Thank yeah. you all for listening to Kids These Days. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Whoa.